Welcome to Help from Future Self. Hello, Archons. Welcome to Help from Future Self, the conversational Keyforge podcast by and for Keyforge friends. I'm your host, Sydney, and I am joined this week by one of my favorite Keyforge friends. Hello, Zach. How are you? Hi, Sydney. Oh, I'm so happy to be a Keyforge friend. I'm doing well. Happy to be back here on Health from Future Self. Yay! Well, we are so happy to have you. Love chatting with you. Um, so yeah, today, Zach and I are going to be talking about quite a few things. We have a couple news items to touch on, but also the uh, Alliance is going to be a, a hot topic for us today. Um mm. But yeah, I'm I'm really excited to hear your take on some of the news items we've had recently. I know that we've touched on them on this episode before, but not not from your perspective. Oh, that's right. <laughs> touched on them. Yeah, yeah. I, I gave some thoughts on Call of Discovery, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it, it's time I have developed some more thoughts about Alliance. I've 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 stewed in them. I've marinated in them, and like you said, it's a hot topic, but it's just cool enough to drink now. So. Love it. Perfect. Um, uh, now you're making me want some hot chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, wait, do we need to take a quick break through some chocolate together? Oh, totally. Absolutely. <laughs> I, just, I, I always have some available. Um, so before we hop into Alliance, there were some news items on keyforging.com that um, I really, really want to know what you think. And one of those is the Master Vault. So not only has the transition happened, but there's also now the enhancements on cards that are available for viewing on the Master Vault, which affects so many things, including TCO and Decks of Keyforge and all the ways that we currently use the Master Vault online. So hit me. What are, what are your thoughts? My thoughts, um, overjoyed. Uh, for a lot of reasons. And not just simply, oh, Ghost Galaxy did something cool. So... <laughs> The I don't remember the exact phrasing that we got from Fantasy Flight Games when people managed to ask in a few channels about the enhancement data, but it was something sort of vague along the lines of, hey, uh, we don't have it, it's lost or it's irretrievable, or like it doesn't exist. It was something something vague and weirdly phrased around the lines of it doesn't exist, which uh, Michael Hurley, who's been on here before, who is um, uh, one of the lead people at Ghost Galaxy, uh, did confirm uh, a few days ago that like uh, on one of the Keyforge discords that ghost galaxy was told by FFG or asthma day that the enhancement data straight up didn't exist. Yep. So galaxy was like, we're not even going to look for it. Um, but then they were auditing the data and the person working on that audit, basically combing through the data saying, how's this structured? Uh, does it have integrity? Is there any issues with it? They friggin' found <laughs> Like this, this, this person was just auditing the data to check it before they do the transfer and boom, it's there. So the, the reason the um, really important reasons why I'm excited about this, besides it just being cool, uh, besides it just being cool are a couple. One, it shows like they're doing their jobs well, Mm -hmm. or at least FFG was able to under Asmodee's management, right? Like they found it in an audit, they deployed it, they surprised us with it. They did perfect on the telling us by saying, by the way, we got it and it's going live by like four days from now. Right. Um, And so that just shows care and intentionality from them generally. But also like thinking long term, if this game survives as long as we want it to and gets bigger like we want it to, um, 
officially verified enhancements add the value add value to decks whether you're selling them or playing with them because we have it officially on record where those enhancements are so even if we have big cash prizes even if we have bad actors starting to come in and trying to chase those cash prizes and then being crushed by you know justin lizza at a vault tour <laughs> you're gonna know exactly what's on those cards officially instead of having to worry about people printing cards with advantageous enhancements uh, and then also when you're selling decks on the secondary market not only is it less hassle to have them officially verified you also like uh, it is it is also now officially verified like you don't have to wonder if this person was faking something like it's just everybody's more sure that gives utility to the decks which makes them just worth more as we're playing with them and you can we- leave them in shrink like if you have a deck name and you can go on the master vault even if you scanned it if you're selling a deck and you haven't touched it, it's in better shape because you didn't have to open it and keep it open. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that's exactly right. Because uh, so many people will will keep those decks closed and be like, well, if you're serious, I'll open the deck and check. But now, now we know. Now we know. So, and of course, if an official digital version happens, you know, which I, I hope does one, it does one day, then the officially having the enhancements out there would also, you know, just make that much easier. <laughs> that's awesome. And that's so true. Yeah. Like, I think that you're right. The future of the game does benefit from, I guess, Ghost, Ghost Galaxy kind of having their act together, you know? Like, the idea yes. that this information didn't exist was just a a sloppy aspect of the game. And the the more seriously people are going to take Keyforge, the the more aspects of it have to be all like in in a row, like all the ducks in mm. a row to be able right. to present it to people that are are taking the game more seriously. Yeah. Yeah. I got the I got the same impression from the update to the rules they did where they updated yeah. damage to specify pending damage. I think I think what they did was Michael Hurley, who's been at this for a long time, along with all the other talented people, they looked at he was looking at damage and probably said, you know, I can foresee a couple issues. Maybe he was getting I know he's consulted with a couple community members who are well versed in the rules. And maybe Michael became aware of like, you know, to actually really make this future proof, make the concept of damage and how damage it goes on creatures future proof, we need to introduce this pending damage thing. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah. I think they yeah. they did a lot of changes specifically because of their what like the, their foresight, like the changes that they mm-hmm. made that they wanted to improve the future of the game, not just clean up previous aspects of the game, but like alliance is one of those things. Like coming up with alliance the way that they sold it was the fact that it was going to be a way for people to love the game going forward. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, Alliance was very forward thinking as far as like their long term goals, how things align for sure. So on that note, you have probably played Alliance in person a lot more than many other people I've talked to. And I'm really curious to know, one, how how that's been going for you, but two, what it's like versus playing online, since it's something that I don't know if people can get their wrap their heads around the idea that it's it's going to be the future of Keyforge. Right. Right. I, I think I would say it's it's one part of the future of Keyforge, right? Since it's it's locked in. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting with Alliance Sealed, that's the more straightforward one to talk about. Even my initial reaction to Alliance Sealed was had two parts. One was, oh no, they broke the sacred rule. <laughs> ah! And at the same time saying, well, actually that actually kind of sounds that sounds kind of fun i kind of like 
being able to pick my pods and I could I could swap in between rounds kind of like sideboarding except it's simpler because I just have this number of pods and um, I even when I played Alliance Seal at Keyforge Celebration I breezed through on most honestly good matchups I didn't face Brobnar all day except for the end and then it was not uh, fighty Brobnar oh. uh, I sailed through five and zero oh, um, on with a with a rush deck amazing I sailed through yeah. And what happened was I got to the first round of the top cut and got completely smashed. And I realized that the archetype I had made out of in my Alliance Sealed decks, right, where you get two decks and you pick three positive different houses among those decks. Mm-hmm. I had realized that the deck I had built for the group round was great for the group round. But if I had had a, a metagame knowledge of mm. what kind of decks really excel in Winds of Exchange, <laughs> once I got to the top, I could I would I would say you know I need to be ready for Brobnar because it's probably going to be three out of four decks will be Brobnar. How do I retune my deck to actually fight against a really big Brobnar board, which I did not have to do all day in the group round? So anybody oh, who was impressed by my record, you can put that to the side, but. Yeah. <laughs> you so you yeah. used the same deck. You didn't switch out any of your pods at all the first day. That's right. I didn't switch out any pods. I did switch my token creature. Since Ooh. the Winds of Exchange decks all come with a token creature, I got Politician in Saurian and then Cadet in Star Alliance. Nice. I started with Cadet trying to make cute tricks, but I could not get that thing to work. And Politician um, is a two power instead of Cadet's one power. So it had slightly more staying power. That's awesome. Yeah. So how has that translated into your, your local scene where the, the stakes are a little bit lower and the, the interest is a little bit more casual? Uh, people love Alliance Sealed and I do too. Really? They're, it Yes, people love it. So um, as far as metrics go, we threw an event at my local friendly local game store, uh, Level Up. Uh, here in Athens. They've got a couple locations in the greater Atlanta area. So shout out to them. Shout out specifically to our Monday night Keyforge guy, AJ, brilliant, brilliant young man, runs our nights for us. And um, we, the event sold over half sold out within the first few hours of it being up. Wow. And then it sold out within a week. And even people dropped and added and the event stayed sold out for like the last several days before the event at the end of uh, January of 2023. That's so, so awesome. People love it. And what I've come to love about it is, I guess, how it's different from regular sealed. So regular sealed, what is relaxing about it is you'll get one deck, you can't change it. And then if you lose, you're like, well, you know, there's a whole lot of variance in sealed. I play, I played hard. I had a good time. You know, that was fun. Right. Um, but it is uh, the, the uh, worst kept secret in Keyforge that I am a very sweaty player. <laughs> <laughs> And you didn't I five and zero for nothing. <laughs> uh, shout out to uh, uh, Cloggin who uh, clobbered me. Uh, in, oh uh, the top no! There. Wait, didn't yeah, he go yeah. on to win the whole thing? Uh, he did not. He went to the finals. Oh right, right. I believe. I believe he got to the finals. I don't think he won. I don't think he won the whole thing. Um, so. What I love about it is being able to, I mean, just the choice, uh, just the the choice of how to build the deck in, mm-hmm. in that construction time is a lot of fun. The fact that you can swap in and out based on what you're seeing or based on how the deck's performing. And then there there are two points of where you can swap that I think are super high skill, uh, high risk, but also high skill, Ooh. where if you have a group stage and a final cut stage in a bigger tournament, um, you could 
change your deck in between the two. Right. Uh, and you can even, rules as written currently, change your deck in between games in a best of three, which I didn't even think of when when Cloggin was beating me over the head with his Brobnar. <laughs> <laughs> I was losing so badly, I should have just hail married and said, you know, I've never played these other pods, but I got to try something. So to right. make you feel better, um, I'm on keyforging.com, Ghost Galaxy's website. And uh, so it was Alliance Sealed, right? Yes, that's right. Yeah, Cloggin did take it all. So you, you oh, were he did. knocked out oh, by... Oh, wait. Oh, this is the order they're in. No, he lost to Dave Cordero. Uh, well, Dave. that's... Uh, I mean, that's Dave. That's Dave Cordero. If you're unfamiliar with Dave Cordero, dear listener, then um, he's he is very good at Keyforge and even kinder to hang out with and talk to. Oh, so. <laughs> that's so sweet. Yeah, yeah. Dave's great. Dave's great. So the 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 idea to steal um uh, uh that's a deep cut here, but to steal uh, a phrase from some other uh, Keyforgers, the decision space <clears throat> that uh, Alliance sealed creates and mm-hmm. how it's set up and the rules of it, I think is so fun. Uh, it's just so fun. And um, it's not over overly fiddly. It's still just within two decks. Right. Um, so I was suspicious. I'd love it. And and I do. I love it so much. When you set <laughs> up your event and you say it was sold out and then yeah. people were like signing up far enough in advance that it was, it was sold out earlier. Um, were all of the people that came familiar with the format was it new to a lot of the people that came or were people just like hungering for keyforge no matter what form it was in people were really excited about the format we had i think at least half maybe just over half were all uh were all players who had been sticking with the game through the whole thing many players were reactivated players who came out to play for oh, the first nice. time in a long time yep ghost yep. galaxy would be proud to hear that Yes, lots of reactivated players and then a handful of new players who this was their first like playing Keyforge in person, you know, outside of a residential home. Oh. So, so some people uh had just heard of it, had heard maybe a little discussion and but were just coming to try it out. Sure. Uh, whether they were new to Keyforge or just hadn't been tuned into the news and then saw that uh Level Up was having an event. So, uh people liked it, people understood it. The deck selection went way faster than the time allotted. Everybody was done inside of 10 minutes and it was a 20 person event. What sets did you use? uh, Just mass mutation. Oh, nice. Oh my gosh. You had enough mass mutation to use. That's amazing. Oh my Sydney, this store. So the store owner who owns all of the level up locations and then Mm -hmm. his manager were huge Keyforge fans um, and still are. Uh, when they were buying product and when mass mutation came out, the pandemic was hitting. They're like, you know, we still have such faith in this product. They bought so much mass mutation genius and until we started playing at this athens location they were sitting on on uh oh at least how many displays did they have they had several dozen displays oh my gosh yeah that they shipped over to the athens store and we've been working on those displays uh, (laughs) and now we're almost out and it's taken us like a year and a half and we got through you know 40 decks oh my gosh uh, i'm so jealous this tournament that's amazing it was a lot of fun cool well, so, I did make top cut for that too, which was great. Oh, <laughs> and then yeah. lost to the champ. <laughs> so with it, it being a mass mutation and not a completely new set, did you find yourself teaching a lot of new players either how to play or anything like specifics about mass mutation, like enhancements are new and um, all that kind of stuff? The new players who came um, were the kind of players, you know, that have cropped up during the, you know, <laughs> towards the end of the pandemic and while the game is in retails. And these people are like, they have a friend who's into it. 
you know, these people are reading up on it. So we didn't actually have that many rules questions that were that basic. Sweet. It, while it was some people's first time in this kind of setting that was a bit more competitive, mm-hmm. uh, we didn't have any kind of fundamental questions there. It was also, you know, just an incredibly, it was it was competitive. Right. Uh, it was competitive. You know, we had uh, Lord of Winter, uh, Alex Carroll there, and a couple other people. Some of our people in our scene are really good. Uh, so it was competitive, but everybody was very easy and open with making sure everybody understood what was going on if somebody had questions. So uh, I was technically the uh, the main judge Ooh. Um, and there were hardly any like, you know, real big questions at all. Did you play by the new rules where because it's sealed, you get to see the other person's Archon cards? And in this case, Alliance sealed, you'd see the the multiple Archon cards. We did. We did. Uh, I, I was 50-50 and then decided just to go with what the published rules are currently. Um, I think how, the, how did you yeah. and everyone feel about that? Uh, I like it. I actually really like reading the card. Um, but that, that comes from my sweaty side because <laughs> uh, instead of relying on, mm, there's a 30% chance they have too much to protect if it's in set, right? A 30%, roughly sure. a 30% chance of one of any of uncommon. I would rather... I would rather have my full two minutes at the start so I can review the list and use my skills and my brain to to look at the matchup and start to plan for the matchup because um, a number of some decks will play the same no matter what. And my favorite decks play totally differently depending on the matchup. So uh, I I like the change, um, but I do I do sympathize with the people who like the simplicity of not everybody does not look at. It's also a slightly different skill set to like have a comprehensive knowledge of all the cards in a set where if you know they have shadows, you have to consider the fact that they may have a too much to protect instead of like knowing it's there. But also it's it's in a setting that's more casual. I don't see it having the benefit of preventing against later rounds, the the scouting and the the teams and the that kind of that's right. Yeah, for sure. I, I agree. I agree. So so. Yeah. So overall, like that event was great and Alliance Sealed was was awesome. Everybody loved it. So have you played normal Alliance with the same group of people? Yes, we have been playing some Alliance uh, with our local scene here, the Athens Forge Masters. So shout out to uh, my team there. We actually have jerseys. We need to order some Oh my soon, gosh. But <laughs> yes, yes. I-, I hope we can go up against the Grey Riders at some point. Amazing. Your, your people. Be you awesome. better believe it. I, I yep. got to see if I still have my Grey Riders t-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, we have been playing some Alliance because a number of people, not everybody, but a number of people are uh, intrigued and interested uh, in it and, you know, are kind of brewing decks and talking about it. And we have one person who it's, uh, he likes straight sealed. So what uh, is now call, called Archon sealed, uh, yeah. or he likes, he likes uh, Alliance standard because he has more control over his the experience of his deck interesting so in that way are you it sounds like this is a crew that is maybe a little bit more than casual and that's the exact group of people that i would think are either they feel like they have to go all the way sweaty where they're getting the best stuff comboing the best decks going in decks of keyboard to try and find the best sass combination they can make or they feel like they have some great decks already that if they just switch out the pods of some great decks they already have, they're going to make an even better deck. Yeah. So we're, we're, we're sweaty in <laughs> running run, in the running up to uh, running up to of the event. Um, 
that we were chatting with some of the Atlanta Atlantean guys, the Atlantean people. And one of them was like, Oh, I'm worried about y'all Athens boys, y'all sweaty, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which, which is true. We have, um, for those who don't know, one of my team members is uh, K March who you might oh, yeah. know from ABR was tied for winningest rookie. His first season of ABR He's drafted by uh, Julie every season. Just oh, cause my gosh. Um, he's such a good teammate and performs so well. Um, so yeah, K March is K March is absolutely fantastic. So uh, he's not as into uh, Alliance though, but okay. Um, so, okay. yeah, for some, for some people, this really has added interest. And for one of our people, it's probably his main vector of interest. And for a lot of us, myself included, we, we find ourselves theory crafting and talking and posting brews and all that sort of thing. We have somebody who has a couple really high powered mass mutation pods and puts, put something together that looks a bit like what Jason Bargender Ooh. won, uh, the key forge celebration alliance, uh, alliance standard tournament with. So, which I, you know, I need to throw myself up against, uh, up against that <laughs> a couple of times and see what happens. That's so interesting. So are you guys sticking to all of the requirements of the official alliance standard format where you're staying in set and then there are some restricted cards? Oh yes, yep, fully fully by the official official published rules. Yeah, fully by the official published rules. Interesting. So, and have you yeah. guys been finding you're using any of your your unused decks or making any like suboptimal but fun combinations of decks? <laughs> so, the answer to that is yes for for my personal experience. So, at Kforge Celebration, it was my chance to play Alliance Standard and really evaluate the format I was most skeptical of. Mm -hmm. So Sydney, I did both of those exact things. <laughs> I played something that I knew I would have a fun time with that wasn't necessarily optimal. Right. So what I did was I, I took a deck called uh, Parthenia, Parthenia Mahamon of the Head Sea that I bought off of Jupiter Sacadura, Fifth Planet Keyforge. And this deck is a time traveler, triple exhume, Tezmal <gasps> rocket, rocket boots deck. Oh, but your Tezzy deck. So I took Rocket Tessie and what I did was I swapped out the, there's a Sanctum lineup in there and that Sanctum is very good, but I swapped out that Sanctum uh, for an untamed pod that I got in a bulk purchase that I <laughs> won on eBay by accident. I mean, not on accident, on accident, but I didn't expect <laughs> to win it and I was buying it for the mats and I didn't realize there were 30 decks included. And I swapped in an untamed pod from an absolutely terrible Age of Ascension Oh deck. no. That and this untamed pod is absolute fire. It's absolute fire, and it's got a bunch of dust witches and all the recursion you want for your dust witches, so that your rocket, you know, so that your tezzies can land uh, more effectively. That is and, so uh, awesome. Yeah, and so that is what I played at Keyforge Celebration. Was a a it was a bit jank. It was a bit meme, right? But I, I turned the I made the meme as sweaty as possible. <laughs> so we and can, used a bulk deck. We can add to the pro list of Tesmal the the most fun possible Keyforge celebration deck. <laughs> yes, now I had a great time. Credit to my opponents, especially uh, if I did go in Alliance Standard again, I probably would brew something um, a little more straight up. I mean, I definitely gave people a run for their money, even when I went one and two. Uh, but I probably brew something a little bit more direct, a little bit less uh, starting with the assumption of Rocket Tezzy. <laughs> you know, it's funny. I played the the straight up Archon, so the Archon standard at KFC, mm. and I yeah. was I was knocked out pretty quick. And I think like in all the time that I've been thinking since then, it really has been like a a meta shift 
for Archon Standard that has mm. made some of my best decks, like rendered them not as good because they just can't go up against the the level of board that Mass Mutation mm. and now Winds of Exchange has. Yeah. And yeah. I've I've gone back and forth whether I regret not attempting Archon Standard because I haven't actually had the opportunity to play that in real life since KFC. Everything that I've done in person has that has been any amount of alliance has been um, alliance sealed. Gotcha. Oh, oh so you you were uh, regretting missing the opportunity perhaps to uh, to uh, play alliance standard. Yeah. 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 So yeah. when you and guys, it, oh, yeah. go ahead. Uh, so. Yeah, it's um so the the funny thing is is so th- there's a couple thoughts that I have been just sitting on for a while with Alliance Standard. One is that uh, a friend some of my friends um uh, some of my teammates who don't live here uh, uh Hyper 946 and and Bearded Archer they tested this out. They tested Alliance Standard out after it was announced and they played and they're like yeah, it was fun. I mean, it still felt like Keyforge and then that phrase just stuck with me that it still felt like key for sure. even if i thought it was breaking the spirit of the game if you actually sit down and play it it still felt like keyforge mm-hmm. and later i i had the realization that so there's this there's this concept in economics right utility right if yeah it's useful it's valuable right Love and it. i think what they what they did without using the word utility if you go back and you read that blog post uh, especially disinformats if you go back and you read disinformats and it said they talk about why they say Every already printed Keyforge deck, you know, every deck in that pile in your closet, every deck on your bookshelf, every mm-hmm. deck in that bag over there is compatible right now with Alliance Standard. So what they did is they say, here's a new format, and this new format now gives utility to all the decks you thought were useless unless you have the patience to do like a SAS climb through them sure. or something, right? It gives them utility. And that's exactly what has happened with some of my decks. Now, usually card games are okay with just having a whole lot of unused cards, at least following MTG's example, right? I think right. The statistic is 90% of cards go unplayed that are printed go unplayed in Magic. Uh, so, like, I was okay with it, but um, I th- really think it has added utility, and it will be more utility in these old decks if uh, this becomes a format that people play. Maybe it won't be the most popular one, but if it draws new people in, if there's people who engage with it well, if the tournaments are exciting to watch, all of that raises the utility that this format is giving all our old decks. That's so true. I love thinking yeah. about it that way. And yeah. I was I was wondering, so when you get together regularly with the people that you play with in person, do you have yeah. a, a set format you play or do you make that decision every time you get together? We have a set schedule that can change based on needs. So for the longest time, we did uh, the first three Mondays of the month were sealed. And then the last Monday of the month was Archon. So has uh, that now we ru- shifted for for Alliance? Yeah. So uh, the current schedule is now we're alternating between sealed and Archon, especially as we run out run out of product. Oh, but yep. um, yes, but I need to talk to, I actually need to ping the team again and ask because uh, Archon is fun. And even if I bring and every I mean, most people on our team have a great deck that I think can really, you know, fight well. But like this last Archon night, I came and I, I basically I almost swept the night. There was a, a tie because we missed some missed some cues. Um, and I almost swept the night with it. I'm like, OK, well, that was fun. And like our people have a great 
attitude about it. Like right. if I bring a deck and then I stomp people, but if we add an alliance standard mm-hmm. into the rotation of people like that, that I know that's going to serve at least two or three people who just keep talking about alliance standard and putting brews up on discord. Right. Sure. So I, I think it's a real possibility that we have alliance standard once per month, uh, uh, once per month as we, you know, as we change our schedule to meet the needs of our of our scene. That's fantastic information too, because if you have the different formats on different nights, you can see who shows up and who right. regularly is coming to all of them or who's showing up specifically maybe for a format. Yeah, it's it's another vector for player acquisition and retention. Like the the main the player I'm thinking of who is a, a college student in our area who comes and is frighteningly good. He's got a third <laughs> eye for li- lines in the game that, you know, I can't, I can't even tell. Um, his main, I think he likes a lot of Keyforge. Archon Standard is probably his least favorite, and he loves the philosophy behind Alliance Standard. Oh. Um, and so I think if he play, keeps playing Keyforge for a while, I think it's going to be because of Alliance Standard, or that will be a lar- a very big place that he invests his time and energy into for Keyforge. That's amazing. I love that. Yeah, yeah. It's- so do you have any any last thoughts you want to share before we get into our titular segment? Oh, oh goodness. Um, I think in summary, I'll just say that uh, as much success as both versions of Alliance, Sealed, and Standard, as much success as they can have with where the game is, I think we're seeing the success that Ghost Galaxy wanted. Alliance Sealed, I think, is an unmitigated success. I think it's, I think it's great. I think if I'm going to a big in-person tournament, my honestly, my preferred, if I had my choice, my preferred format would be Alliance Sealed at this point. Ooh. And I think if Alliance Standard keeps its momentum and some people move over to it as their main way of engaging, some people engage a lot with it. It brings some people back, and it's interesting. Uh, I think that's great for the health of the game. And even if you're not somebody who's planning on playing Alliance Standard, this is, and if the game gets big and people want to do decks on the secondary market and that, you know, really gets thriving, Alliance Standard is putting money into your Keyforge collection. It's like, it's like Christian T. Peterson is just walking up to your, your chest of drawers with your Keyforge decks or the, or the, you know, the bag with them and just, you know, slipping a couple twenties in there (laughs) for those pods that maybe you'd sell to somebody who plays Alliance Standard, even if you don't, you know? So, yeah. I so, remember um, right when they yeah. came out with the um, the formats, but before they came out with the uh, restricted list, there was <laughs> a like time. a fury of people yeah. trying to get like literal broken combos. Like because before you had to stay in set, there are actual card combos <laughs> that would break the game. Right. But um, I uh, I can neither confirm or deny my purchase of a legacy Tesmol and Worlds collab. Ah! simply for alliance (laughs) that is amazing Uh, and on on that note we cannot end an episode of help from future self without the titular segment help from future self Self. so zach what do you have for us today my help from future self uh, has two parts to it and it relates to the large awesome alliance sealed tournament that we had 20 people booked out the entire uh, the entire store had an amazing time. It was really a shot in the arm. We haven't gone under six people at every night, even locally here in Athens since then. It's been amazing. And that is the product of a lot. So I uh, I hustled and got people into the game a lot right before the pandemic. Then the pandemic hit and I tried to keep people engaged. We you know, came back once or twice and uh, eventually came back. But there came a point where I was burning out on it 
and Ghost Galaxy hadn't even announced they had acquired it yet. And I said, you know, with where the game is right now, I love this game and I want to succeed, but I'm, I feel like I'm pouring my efforts down the drain mm. if there's not strategic company support for this game right now. Like I'm right. pulling on a rope, but I need a, I need a giant pulling behind me if I'm going to make any difference in my local scene. Right. So, uh, then this new, uh, Ath- level up Athens opened up and I approached them and my, I said, Hey, this will be our place. This will be where the Athens forge masters play. If you all sell us product and have somebody who can just like run a challenge bracket when we, when we need it. And if you all want to do prize support, that's great. And they said yes to all of that. And so all I've had to do is like, I show up, but if I, you know, need to get stuff done at home, uh, or if I'm, if I'm busy or if I just need a break, I can, you know, I can hang back. And most of the time, you know, that didn't, didn't even prevent us from firing. So, um, I think for all the organizers out there who have this, you know, white knuckle grasp on, on wanting to, to succeed in your area, um, just examine where you're putting your, your effort in. And if there's a place where you see momentum already, uh, lean on that because, um, ghost galaxy does need us, but we also need ghost galaxy to make this a success. And, um, uh, and really it's, it's, it's more than just one person. Um, I could, I could show up every night for a year and be the most welcoming, friendly person at the store. But if I didn't have, uh, K March and Dylan and Andy Forge, who's doing content now and, uh, Logan, who just showed up and, and Thomas, who's our Alliance Seal guy, if I didn't, and, oh, and Josh, who just reactivated, like, if I didn't have all these people, like there would not be a scene. And if we did not have such a great relationship with all the people playing Key Forge over in Atlanta who came, right, there would not be a big tournament. So, it's really all the community together. So it's if you're an organizer type like me and you're obsessive like me, <laughs> hey, it's not all on you. Think about it. Shoot me a message on Discord if you need to vent about something and, and and find the right way to spend your effort to make this game a success. Good for you. That is that is a great lesson that you're right. We absolutely all should learn. That is yeah. something that I, I'm actually gonna take to heart and and try and wrap other people into helping me not have to be the lively force behind my local community every single week. Right. Sure. But thank you again, Zach. This was amazing. Um, we are help from future self is on discord with a link in the show notes. You can find me on discord and TCO at SC steel and Zach, where can people find you? And are you up to anything? You can find me on Twitter. That's the best place to find me uh, at Z A C H underscore leg week on Twitter. Uh, I'm also <laughs> Zach on um, some variety on most of uh, the discord. So uh, not up to anything currently have a, a lot that's going to be changing in my personal life this year. Uh, but what is not changing is my love for Keyforge or playing it a couple times a week, whether TCO or in person. So <laughs> fantastic. That's great to hear. And yeah. we will be back next week with another episode of help from future self until then stay forging. 